Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Rugby is a badass sport. Good afternoon and good evening, rugby fans, and welcome to episode 78 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast, presented by Titan Rugby. Titan Rugby specializes in customized gear perfected by players for players. Quality uniforms, bold designs, exceptional comfort. Get your customized rugby gear today. Visit TitanRugby.com. That's T-Y-T-A-N Rugby.com. Team discounts are available. My name is Colton Strickler. As always, I'm your host. I just got back from New Orleans last night. Uh, slept in a little bit. Wrote a wrote a recap right before I jumped on to record this podcast. But I know a lot of people have been kind of wondering about what was going on, so I thought I'd put it out there in multiple different forms. Um, so I wanted to make sure. I jumped on and just kind of read you through my notes and picked out a couple of things that I saw. Uh, just love to you know share with with you what I saw yesterday. And before I do that, I wanted to mention that this breakdown of the Colorado XO's 26-10 win over the New Orleans RFC is brought to you by MTS Nutrition. MTS Nutrition products are created to be the highest possible quality. MTS Nutrition assures its customers that they are receiving the most advanced and adequately dosed ingredients with no proprietary blends reason so you know exactly what you are putting in your body and that each supplement is as effective as possible for more information head on over to mtsnutrition.com so i guess i'll just start this by talking about just the timeline of events um all the different scores and stuff like that i'll, I'll kind of go through the scoring um, and then i'll kind of run you through my notes that i took during the game and then of course uh sharpen them up on the plane I'd be happy to share all that stuff with you. So, like I said, jumping into scoring, if you listen to the show on Friday, uh, director of rugby, Mark Bullock, talked that he thought it was going to be um, a bit hectic for the first 15 to 20 minutes just because you're, you're kind of operating like purely off adrenaline if you've ever played in your first rugby match. Um, it's crazy. It's not, you know, you're just kind of flying around with your head cut off. You don't really know exactly what you're doing. Um, and to be honest, like it, it looked like that a little bit, but it's what I told Mark at the airport after the match was, it was like I was waiting for a dam to break, like I was waiting for the moment of like pure craziness and chaos, and that just never came. Like for the most part, they're making their one-on-one tackles. Uh, they were they were running hard with the ball and they had it. There wasn't too many penalties to start off with. Um, the penalty discrepancy I can talk about now too, I guess, is the last like final count that I heard. Uh, was that the Exos had 24 penalties to New Orleans three? So obviously, when that happens, um, what I mean that happens when you have five guys on your 30, 31 man roster that have only that have ever played rugby. So when you have 26 new people, not everybody played. So I'm exaggerating a little bit. The numbers aren't um, spot on, but. When you have that many new people playing, you're going to have some penalties. I think that's to be expected, and that's okay because that's how you learn. So, 
Uh, but like I said, there wasn't too many penalties in the first half. Those kind of came in the second half, and you can chalk that up to fatigue and stuff, I guess, when uh, you know all those penalties start rolling in. But New Orleans gets their first scoring chance off a side entry. Uh, they like to go for points, and, and they make that kick, and they go up 3 nothing. like I said. Um, so after that, it kind of, you know, the Exos settled in a little bit more. They were able to kind of run their offense a little bit. And, and one of the, the players that shined in this game, in my opinion, was Lene Latu. He was playing fly half. He was kicking the ball really well. He was, he was making good, solid tackles on defense. And then when he got the ball in his hands, he kind of made stuff happen. Uh, and that was evident in the first try. They spun the ball out to Lene. Lene does a little goose step. He breaks the line. He has a three, four on one uh, that he doesn't end up passing. So he gets tackled. Uh, but he from his back, he pops a ball up. To Michael Bandy, scrum half, takes it in for the first try of the match, puts them up 5-3. Lena couldn't hit the kick. It was a tougher one from the sideline. Uh, the next scoring scoring chance goes to the XOs again, uh, and this time they, they do the their forward you know play again. They're getting big chunks of meters with their forwards when they when they ram the ball up in there. Uh, Gerard McDowell breaks the line. He offloads to Jalen Robinson in support. Jalen gets tackled by the fullback. For, again, from his back, pops it up to Campbell Johnstone, obviously one of the most experienced players on the team. He skips a pass out wide to Sean Clark. Sean Clark, um, 6'9", 240 lock. He runs like a gazelle. There's a reason this guy was almost in the NFL. He takes it, full head of steam, uh, sneaks in behind the, the back line and dots it down right in the middle of the post. Selene hits that conversion, so they go up. 12 to 3 and and you got to think they're feeling really good at this point the the sidelines are buzzing uh, the guys are all into it and it, you got to think it's that's just got to build confidence right you, they know at this point they may have never played rugby before but they've already got two tries they're up by nine points um they're feeling good about themselves as they should and they keep it rolling and this time and for the third try uh, they, they turn a little defense into some offense um, malik bryant and, and michael bandy go up together uh, put a little defensive pressure on the ball carrier. He drops the ball. Um, Malik Bryant scoops up the ball on the XO side of the 50-meter line, picks it up, and, and he runs in, and it wasn't even close. It wasn't even a race. Malik Bryant is really fast. It was like he was floating. I don't know if I've ever seen speed like that in real life before, uh, so that was, that was pretty cool to see. So then, you know, they're sitting real pretty. Uh, they go up 19-3. to uh, And then the first defensive laps kind of happens for them right before halftime. Uh, New Orleans gets a scrum and deep in the Exos territory, uh, they spin it out to just a guy who had some space. He sneaks in for the try. They convert. So the Exos have a 19 to 10 lead kind of moving into halftime. Um, and then, and this is kind of where the penalties really start to pile up and it could be fatigue. It could be because they're subbing in players that haven't been here as long as the guys that started the match. I think everybody that started had, has either played rugby for a while or has been, you know, at camp since January when they reported full time, uh, with a couple, you know, I mean, like I said, with the exception of like Campbell Johnstone, he was starting at 13, but Campbell's played rugby his whole life. So, um, it's not a big, you know, it's not a liability at all to have him in there. Uh, but, you know, as they're getting some more guys playing time, because this was a scrimmage, it was it kind of operated like a match, but it was a scrimmage. It was a, a chance for all these different guys to play. They subbed, like, almost like hockey lines at, at points, like during the water breaks and stuff like that. There was a few guys that played 80 minutes, um, but, but for the most part, a lot of guys were subbing in and out. Um, so this is kind of when, you know, penalties start taking over. Even with all these penalties in this third 20-minute frame, doesn't really bite them. 
Uh, there, it's a lot of back and forth, but there's no scoring. Uh, and then the fourth 20-minute frame, uh, that's when the Exos really did play good defense. Um, they played good defense because there was a lot of penalties, but that's put them in a position to, you know, to have a couple goal line stands. They stopped a sneaky short little line out. Uh, one of my favorite plays in rugby was when they, you know, the, the lifter uh, just turns around, they throw it right into his chest, and he tries to sneak up the channel um, on like a five-meter line out. They stuffed that. Uh, they, they played really good defense. Like I said, there's a lot of different goal line stands in the second half. There's too many to name. Um, and, and they had their chances on the offensive end too, just didn't kind of work out. I think Chase Stelling had a try. He went to place, and, and they, you know they say that he knocked it on. Uh, Casey McDermott Vi was playing a little eight man in the second half. He picked the ball out of the back of scrum, peeled off the side. He took one in for for a try as well. That was held up. So uh, they threatened on the offensive end. They just didn't honestly have that many opportunities in the second half. Uh, but they played good defense. They did it with a man down. They hit. They got hit with their first yellow card. Uh, Jordan Talley came off, but I think the yellow card was intended for Vince Bowman, uh, the the former basketball player. Uh, but even with 14 men, they played good defense. And again, they turned, you know, they, they jack a little ball down on their own goal line. Um, they run a couple forwards plays to, to get the ball, um, to, to give them some space to work. Lene kicks, a, he tries to kick for, for touch, doesn't hit it. Um, but but uh, Jarrell Patterson has a really nice take in the air. Um, it just, it looked better, like it looked good. I was telling Mark too, like, especially with new guys, especially in these kicks, you just assume that it's going to go out. It's easy to let the ball just go out. You're tired. You don't want to chase it. But they, they, they say in rugby that the kick is as good as it's chase, right? And they, these guys chase the ball uh, like like dogs after, you know, meat. They, they, they chase the ball hard. They really did just play hard all around. It wasn't the prettiest. I know I've seen online already some people from NOLA uh, a little bit upset because the ref did take times to stop and – explain rules and, and all this stuff and that kind of stopped Nola from quick tapping and playing open rugby. Um, but just, you know, on the other side of that argument, the Exos got penalized 24 times to Nola's three. So they had they had more than enough chances to score. Um, like I said, Exos played good defense. It wasn't the prettiest match of all time. There was a lot of stuff to work on. The set piece stuff wasn't great. The passing wasn't the best, but it was good enough to win. It was good enough to score tries, um, and they won the match because of it. So I can kind of take you through some of my notes now. That was a, a, a Cliff Notes version of the match, um, and, and I got some notes here too that I can kind of read for read through for you. Like I said, Lionel Latu played great. Um, was good in the kicking game, good on defense, good on offense. He distributed the ball pretty well. Uh, and like I said, when he got the ball, things ha- good things happened. Um, one of the kind of the trends that I saw in this match was like a lot of the people that scored the tries were set up by guys that have played rugby before. So Lena gets the line break. He's obviously an experienced rugby player. Pops it to Michael Bandy. He scores a try. Second try, uh, Campbell picks up the ball, skip pass to Sean Clark. He's Campbell's an experienced rugby player. Finds Sean Clark in some space. Um and then the third try, Malik Bryant, his team's up with Michael Bandy. Malik is a guy who's played rugby before, and he's just got world-class speed. So picks it up, scores a try. And then the fourth try that I forgot to mention was Jarrell Patterson. Again, defensive pressure. I think Campbell, John Stone, and Dan Stone both kind of put some some pressure on somebody. They get the ball, uh, Campbell to, to Dan in a three-on-one, and then Dan passes the ball to Jarrell Patterson. And that's, again, another example of Campbell, experienced rugby player, to Dan, another experienced rugby player. They find Jarrell Patterson, 
who has never played rugby before, but he's extremely fast, and Jarrell kind of does the rest of the work. So uh, these experienced guys are putting the guys that had never, you know, that had never played before. This was their first match. They're putting in position to make good plays, and it worked out for the best of them. Uh, that's one of, like I said, one of the things that I saw. Um, open rugby was kind of what won them the match. Again, like I said, it wasn't the set piece stuff. They weren't dominant in the scrum. They, they, they were okay in the line out. Um, it was obviously still a learning experience. You know, you can't, you can only simulate it so much. But when you get at, into an actual match, when you're lining up with another, you know, forward pack and, and scrumming down, and, and you get you're trying to match lineouts, and they're matching your lineouts, and, and the ball slippery from the humidity, and you got some nerves and going through you when you're throwing it in. That's when you know, that's when you really learn. You learn the basics in practice, but until you can rep it and run it in a game like that, that's when, that's how you learn to play rugby. And that's kind of what happened with this match too. Um, so like I said, open rugby was kind of one of the match, and that's just because they're extremely athletic. They're fast, they're strong, they're huge. Um, when they had the chance to, to run with the ball in space, they did it. Um, and like I said, that, that part looked good. Set piece stuff didn't look so good. That's stuff that's gonna, you know, take time to master. That's something that they might, not, to be honest, they might not even have, you know, down by the end of the season when they break for the summer and and uh, May. So, like I said, looked like a bunch of guys that hadn't played rugby before, but it got the job done. They knew what they were doing well enough to win. Uh, Bryant, uh, like I said, Lena played really well. Malik Bryant was another guy that played really well. Lots of flashes from some other guys. I know I mentioned Gerard McDowell. Uh, excuse me, Gerard McDowell. He, I thought he played well. Sean Clark played well. Um Casey looked really good from the eight man, like rolling around. He looked very comfortable off the back of those scrums. Um, it was fun to watch them tackle is one of the things that I noticed, you know, with football, football players, they know how to hit, but it's, a, I mean, it's obviously a lot different with no pads, head placement and all that. I thought the tackling looked okay. Um, obviously some, some misses here and there. Uh, that's bound to happen though. There was a, a lot of confusion in the second half, which I, like I said, is a, you know, that's bound to happen when you got all the majority of your team has never played before. Um, but one of the things I did really like to see is just everybody was having a good time. There was a big hit. You know, if there's a big hit in the game, the, you know, the tries, all that stuff, the sidelines going crazy. Um, everybody was just super into it and they were having fun. Just talking to the guys after, like, that's the first thing that they said. It was like, this was just so fun. This is the most fun I've had, you know, playing a sport in a long time. Just talking about how different it was in football and all that stuff. So it was good to see, you know, that's what, I mean, that's ultimately what rugby's about. It's about having fun. And these guys, the, I mean, the reality of it, like this whole thing is designed to just make, you know, rugby players. They're trying to make better rugby players for, you know, America, trying to turn them into international rugby players. And, and it's never going to happen if they're not having a good time. So it's good to see them out there having a good time. Um, if you remember, like I asked Chase Stelling that, if he remembered like the moment he caught the bug, I'm just talking to him in the locker room after the game yesterday and that's like kind of what he was telling me he's like you know we've just been training so hard for six weeks chase has been at it longer than that because him and trey after the november camp have i mean they've just been watching film they've been doing skill stuff on their own they've been hitting the gym together back in uh, north carolina so it, and that's what he said it's like I, I see what you're talking about now like I, I, it's fun to play it's just a different feeling it's a whole kind of a different experience no, I thought that was awesome to see. These guys just having a good time. Um, and that's kind of, I mean, that's that's kind of the notes that I had. 
it was it was a very boiled down version of rugby. If you remember the conversation I had with Luke Gross back in the summer, he was talking about like when he you know when he was getting introduced to the game, it was tackle the guy that with the ball. When you get the ball, run forward. Um, if you don't have the ball, support them or or get in a ruck. And that's kind of what it looked like. But like I said, good enough to get the job done. Um, obviously, lots of stuff for them to work on this week as they kind of get ready for their next match. But um, I'll be out at practice watching them, be talking to some people about what they saw, what they've kind of gone over in film. And, uh, yeah, it's. I mean, we'll just keep up with them the best we can. I'm going to cover it the best I can. Uh, like I said, uh, overall, I thought it was a good match. I mean, not without knowing what to expect going into it, I was very pleasantly surprised with everything. Uh, and I'm excited to see what happens moving forward as they start playing some more matches and uh, and just, just kind of see how they progress, see how they progress from week to week. And then, of course, from the beginning of the season all the way to the end, um, it's, I just feel like it's going to be night and day. I even feel like in between this match and the next one, it's going to be night and day. Uh, and I know a lot of people have been asking how you could watch these clips of this match or, or anything like that if there's highlights. Rugby Factory was there uh, down in New Orleans as well. So they've been putting out some clips. You can see some tries, some big hits, all that stuff. Um, I'd recommend if you're interested in that, go and check it out. I uh, haven't done a podcast like this in a while where I'm just truly by myself. Just I'm kind of going off the top of my head. I have a bullet point list of notes. So hopefully that all made sense. I did a good job. Uh, hopefully I did a good job telling you what I saw and how, uh, you know, what I thought of the match and all that stuff. Um, thank you all for listening. Like I said, we'll have some more XO stuff uh, throughout the rest of the year. Uh, looking forward to catching up with these guys again this week, just kind of talking to them about uh, what they're working on and how they're feeling heading into the next one. So be sure to stick with us for that. Follow us on Twitter at DNVR underscore rugby, uh, at Colton Strickler is my personal account. Um, and just, just subscribe to the podcast. It's honestly one of the best ways to uh, – to keep up with us, you can follow along all the stuff that we're doing at thednvr.com. Um, I'm going to be writing a lot more now that there's stuff to write about. Uh, like I said, wrote a match preview and then a match recap uh, right before I jumped on to talk on this podcast. So check it all out. If you're interested in what's going on here, that's the best way to learn about it all. Uh, like I said, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I will catch you all back here on Friday.